0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new podcast. Happy Monday. It is Monday at
1: 1.50 p.m. Parker. Happy Monday, man. Happy Monday. It's a nice start to the week. We just got haircuts. So we're feeling fresh, feeling nice and fresh. fresh.
0: Thank you to our guy. Uh, it's funny because we don't even know his first name, but we know his Instagram.
1: Yeah, I need to look up his. It's
0: it's fades by Nguyen. And yeah. we don't know his name, but he's been here twice and he gives us fresh fades every single time. Yeah, we. Uh,
1: is actually like the best haircut I think I've ever gotten. What the past two times? I'm pretty sure because Dang. like every time I go to somewhere like uh, Floyd's 99 Barbershop, it's like it just kind of feels like they're there to get you in and out.
0: Well, he told us that a lot of those salons have to be on a time limit. Yeah, where it's like they just get a person in, they have to get them in and out. 20 minutes done. Yeah. So with, with with our new with our barber that we have that comes here, it's one of the best things I could. I'm so thankful we're in a position to do it, but. He'll spend, I'd say, an
1: hour on each of us. Yeah, somewhere around there. Which is pretty long. Like sometimes I'll go into a barbershop, and it, I'm out in twenty minutes. Yeah. So it's pr- it, he's it's very impressive. detailed. So it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Every. I mean, he lined up my beard, my neck, my hair, and it. It was such a. It, the first time we did it, we're like, "Holy crap! Why yeah. is it taking so long?" And then you realize that it's almost like an art form. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I it. we have a lot to talk about today. Um, we have five topics to go over. If you're new here to the podcast, thank you for watching. We appreciate it. We are an automotive podcast. Talk about cars, life, business, whatever you can think of. And we go over pretty much anything. Um, we have a really special M3 GTR we're going to share at the end of this podcast. So make sure you stick around for that. But we're going to start off with something that isn't car related that I wanted to share. Yesterday, I was watching YouTube and a video popped up on my feed that was talking about how Amazon affiliate marketers are getting their commissions cut in half. And I'm an affiliate marketer. I actually just got um, a check today from one of my affiliates and um, it wasn't from Amazon, but Amazon is getting destroyed. Their commissions are usually between I'd say four to 12% commissions. They're going down to almost 1% commission.
1: Yeah. I saw like the kind of details on it and it's, it's a lot less like they're slashing it in half, if not more from a company
0: that's a bill, like I don't know how many billions Jeff Bezos is worth but so much to cut that much basically because of the volume that's happening on Amazon and like what would happen is people would go to Amazon and they would end up buying something and they would go to an affiliate link and then go off somewhere else and buy more stuff and then that company would have to pay commission on that affiliate. Yeah. So if someone bought let's say um you know uh, a die diecast car and they go buy a piece of furniture piece of furniture they're going to make commission on too so there's so many commissions being paid out that i think amazon was like hey we got to pull the plug
1: yeah that's crazy which is too tough bad. because
0: people spend a lot of time making videos and doing affiliate marketing but um yeah. that's a, besides the point of that the video i watched he the the guy it's think media shout out to them they're really 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 good at giving information on podcasting gear and camera gear but he he, he said that um What's happening with the the online courses and, and e-learning, which is something I do. I have a course online where you can learn about social media. You can learn how to be a better um, salesman on social media if you sell cars. That's kind of my background. But, Parker, you want to read uh, this first article in 2013
1: from lynda.com? Yeah. So, in 2013, lynda.com, the online learning giant, or arguably the 800-pound gorilla in ooh. the e-learning space. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to do uh, it had just accepted $103 million in venture funds. Um, two years later, in 2015, they were acquired by LinkedIn for $1.5 billion. It is now called LinkedIn Learning. Uh, I think this ac- acquisition and the trends within hiring workspace skills and training are a big reason why we are seeing these revenues, revenue projections. Uh, people need to keep learning to succeed or just to stay afloat in these times.
0: And what they're saying by that is that these, there's so many people now that are taking online courses to learn about social media, to learn about real estate, to learn about finance, to learn about all these different things where you may see, you may think of as like an influencer being like, oh, buy my course. I'm a guru. Well, Essentially, that's a part of it, but a lot of it is professionals who actually have a lot of value. I have a friend, Brian, that does real estate courses called Modern Success, and he has a lot of people that are doing very well from learning how to go to -to door-to-door, giving people offers for their homes, and finding ways to be a better real estate agent from learning online. Um, This says here that e-learning is climbing to a $325 billion industry by 2025, but this course, or I'm sorry, this article was written just about, I'd say... Two years ago, and recently it's been blowing up, especially with the whole thing going on right now. Um, but from what I heard, it's going to be a billion dollar per day industry
1: by next year. Next year, it's crazy. A
0: billion dollars a day.
1: That's wild, especially for something like that. I mean, this is like a very new thing that I feel like people haven't been doing this for very long. And it just
0: popped up. Yeah. So going back into this, they're saying also, um, VR and AR, which is virtual reality and augmented reality, they're growing. They're saying that by the end of 2017, Sony had sold $500 million worth of units, which that was 2017.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a long time ago now. I don't Three have years up, ago.
0: I don't have updates for it, but they say companies have been using VR for employee training. Walmart actually used it per, per, to prepare employees for the crazed Black Friday shopping season. They effectively created a, the scariest horror game of all time. Just kidding. Walmart also applied it to teach their employees to stock shelves more efficiently. So you would throw on a VR headset over your eyes. You would go and stock shelves. That's how they taught you is through VR.
1: It's so funny.
0: Same with Coca-Cola and Home Depot. They introduced games and apps to teach their employees. Coca-Cola said that it has a little over half the people that work for them have used the app. Um, there's a lot more here. We'll put it on the screen. We're kind of going a little bit too long on this subject, but one of the coolest things I learned about with VR is that it can be applied in any industry, not just video games.
1: Yeah. To, to stock shelves? I know. I, I never even knew that. That's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, so e-learning's growing. It's the future. Uh, traditional education is starting to become a little bit old, and I think that with VR, with online learning, and all that, the industry is only going to get bigger. So a billion dollars per day. And I, I thankfully have taken a tiny, tiny, tiny chunk of that with my Burke University, yeah. which is nice because I do have a lot of success, successful students that do this who learn how to run an agency, which is what we do here. So I think that if you are if you have a value or you have some kind of skill set and you want to teach it, now is a great opportunity to start your own course of any sort because yeah, even if you get a, a point, ten percent of that out of $365 or whatever it is, you're going to make plenty of money to have a good life. Right.
1: So this uh, next topic is a, it's about a car that Spencer found on Instagram. Uh, he saw a picture of it in the canyons early in the morning with fog in the background. We'll put that up right here. But basically, he fell in love with the picture. Um, but he didn't know it was a 1 Series. He thought it was a 1M race car, even though it, you really can't tell. No, you can't. Like and his was, username, too. Yeah, his username is uh, Berno underscore 1M. Yeah, I was like, oh,
0: it's a 1M, then. And then yeah. I, I saw
1: the mirrors. I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah, a lot of people do these 1M clones because... The only things you really have to change are the bumpers, the fenders, hood, and rear quarter panel, which is arguably the hardest one because you have to weld it in. Um, But yeah, this build, it's a 2009 BMW 135i, um, but it's a 1M clone, so it looks exactly like a 1M. And this one has a CES Motorsports single turbo kit with a Garrett turbo. Very cool. It makes 530 wheel horsepower. Um, it's tuned by Ken at Wedge Performance. Um, it has proper fueling with fuel at Stage Two bucket and uh, upgraded lines. Um, and he's running ethanol as well to cool Ooh. things down. That's spicy. Yeah. So we'll throw some more pictures up on the screen right here. But it has a spec Stage Three clutch uh, with a billet steel flywheel. Has a AKG. AKG dtm shifter that's pretty cool upgraded mounts and trans mounts. obviously it's a track car yeah you need that to have that so your engine transmission isn't flying everywhere yeah exactly rubber rubber doesn't cut it no um it has a wave track lsd which is really nice it's a the final final gear ratio on that is a 3.46
0: that's so it doesn't get the one wheel peel actually both your wheels will do a burnout
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's super important for a track car mm-hmm. um and then the the brake setup, they have a StopTech Trophy big brake kit, front and rear. Um, he's running the SR33 pads from Stop Tech. Uh, upgraded Casual SRF Fluid, which is a pretty popular one that I've seen. Uh, he has Titan 7 wheels, and uh, he's running 275, 35, 18s, front and rear. So a square setup, which nice. is pretty ex- essential. That's really good for that car. Yeah, better it grips. Yeah, and 530 horsepower is a lot on the track. That's a lot of power. I mean, for
0: that car, it doesn't weigh that much, and then having that small of a chassis like we talked about before, that's a lot of power
1: for that car. Yeah, it, it really is. And then cooling, obviously, you got to keep it cool. M54s run very hot. Um, CSF radiator, CSF intercooler, um, twin, I think it's Sid Trab, 19-row mm-hmm. oil coolers, um, and then he has hood vents. Got to keep it cool. Yeah, and then the suspension, which is kind of like my favorite part, is MCS two-way coilovers with box springs and true rear conversion. So the back on a stock car is not a true coilover. It's a shock and a mm. spring separated, but he's converted it to a true coilover. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then four-slag uh, camera plates on the front, uh, SBL lower control arms. Probably, I think those are adjustable. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably yeah some other some other arms and then he has powerflex black track bushings for the rear subframe and diff That's which is good to have. awesome cuz it, it it's probably like a direct uh bolt on a lot of the a lot of the new M cars have uh, the rear subframe directly mounted to the chassis so it, it gives you more feel mm. in the rear end so i'm sh- i'm sure he did the exact same thing
0: yeah, the interior of this thing is crazy, too. It has the Recar- Recaro pole positions, which I love that. See, that's one of my favorite things. And he did the OMP Superleggera steering wheel with the six-point harnesses, which uh, those everything in this car is, from my understanding, is name brand, like high-end name brand, which you don't um, you don't want to skip out on doing these kind of things where when you're going to be pushing your car this hard, especially with the cooling, that you don't want to have any kind of issues. So going with the high-quality products, you're going to have so much more longevity whether it's on your track time or
1: just overall having the car, not having any issues. Yeah, definitely. I think it's essential to go with high quality parts. And that's what we saw in the other one M clone that we featured. Yeah. Um, the other week. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then he did, looks like it says OEM one M front and rear bumpers, front fenders, rear quarter, side skirts, IND, uh, RKP carbon roof. That's really cool. I didn't know that this thing had that. Man, that's, that's baller. Awesome. Anything from IND is really cool. I just saw they came out with the new Supra um, carbon fiber roof. Oh, dang. Yeah, oh, they, That's so expensive. I can't imagine. Dude, chassis mounted splitter. Uh, he also has a Saibon carbon hood and trunk. So, if you guys want to I'll put on the screen right here all of the the break the breakdown of the build. Um I i love this car i saw the picture of it on instagram and i instantly fell in love because like the fog in the background and the early morning can't like imagine going through a canyon with that car at 6 a.m with the fog like that that's got to be so much fun oh yeah and you know that car
1: is running so well in
0: that kind of weather
1: yeah definitely dude the 1m is like still <laughs> such a dream if i had the money i would get that over the car that i'm about to get when you have the money yeah not if yeah
0: just yeah, a matter of true. time. So, Alex, uh, shout out to you. Thank you so much for sending me the email with all the information. That is one of the best emails I've gotten with some of the most detailed information. So, hopefully, the people on audio and the video enjoyed hearing all those details. Parker, what do you think about this build overall?
1: I think I need to feature him on M54. builds. I don't know why <laughs> I haven't yet. Uh, he hasn't sent me anything. But now that I have all this info, I'm definitely going to make a post on his car. It's beautiful. Sweet. I'm doing the same thing with M3 Connection with all these
0: like build this getting sense sense? me like well i got all the information might as well use it yeah exactly so one thing we want to talk about topic number three is going over um how to become a youtuber or becoming a youtuber i have been on i signed up for youtube uh, 14 years ago scary it's a long time ago i uploaded a video of a bugatti driving away from symbolic motors in la jolla in san diego and i uploaded a bunch of videos of I don't just cars, man. Just stuff I'd see at Carlsbad Cars and Coffee and the Irvine Cars and Coffee, like the OG ones at Crystal Cove. And um, I think a lot of people tend to want to know how do I become a YouTuber. So I'm I'm currently at 119,000 subscribers and I have 25 million views on my channel. I have my 100,000 plaque right here on the wall. And for me, I I don't feel like any of that really really matters to me because I've made videos my whole life for fun because I love filming. I love editing. I love the outcome when I do a feature film and I watch it back with the music and I get goosebumps. That's what I do it for. And then once you send that out to the world, you get, you know, a hundred thousand views on a video and you know, a hundred thousand people just saw you fly to New York, pick out four M threes, run around the town for four days, film a bunch of videos, meet a hundred, hundred people plus, and put a whole video together, fly back and then upload it. And then you get 100,000 people that enjoy that video and say, Hey, I was inspired by that. I bought an M3 because of you. I enjoyed the video of you taking delivery of your M3. Um, I've met great people, including girlfriends, best friends, enemies, you know, everything in the world through YouTube, which I, I owe a lot to my life on YouTube. So, Parker, you're an upcoming YouTuber. You have almost 1,000 subscribers. You've been doing it pretty consistently. Yeah. What do you think it takes to become a YouTuber? Like, what does it mean to you and what do you think
1: it takes? Uh, To me, it it does bring me uh, like a certain sense of satisfaction whenever I upload and people give me feedback on stuff. And um, I really haven't got a lot of negative uh, comments or, you know, like dislikes yet. But I, I, I assume that comes with, you know, having more subscribers and stuff like that and getting more views. But I've enjoyed it a lot. And it's the fact that I can kind of help people. Like we just did the DIY video on my windshield molding. And uh, a lot of people said that they're going to use that and do it on their car.
0: I got the same thing. I got DMS from people like, Hey, I need to do that. I was on Instagram live and some guys like, Hey, when that video goes live, let me know. Cause they're trying yeah. to do the same thing. So yeah. like, same with me when I did the rod bearings, I got a DM last night from a guy. He's like, I, I watched your whole video and I did it myself. That's crazy. And I was like, I did an hour video on how to do rod bearings. It's my third or fourth video on how to do rod bearings. Cause I did it on My E90 and I filmed some other ones and hearing that people like, Hey, I I realized I went to the gas station and my idol was messed up. And I looked up your video on field breather valve and I fixed it myself. Yeah. And hearing that stuff makes me so pumped up on top of like being inspired for people to go buy an M three or they want to get in the M community or something like that, where yeah. you feel like it's much more than just a video. Oh yeah. And it's out there like marinating in the YouTube community where it's going to be there forever. Yeah. Which makes me feel good.
1: Yeah. I, it, it really does make you feel like satisfied and, uh, it's much more. It's much more than money. Others. Yeah, and I, well, I haven't even made any money off mine. Yeah, I still haven't even like monetized my channel. Um, but yeah, it does take a lot of consistency. But the cool thing is with YouTube, if you do the right thumbnails, you do the right titles, and you have a good energy on camera, people are gonna watch you. People uh, are gonna subscribe.
0: A hundred percent. We. I made a quick list of things that I would recommend personally, and I'm sure Parker can agree to this. That, um, genuine content upload consistently, good quality content, education plus entertainment, interact with your audience, don't set unrealistic goals, learn to have patience and don't do it for the money. Those are the couple things that I came up with. And going back to, uh, I think so many people worry about Oh, I don't have a good camera. Oh, I don't have good lighting. Or it's, dude. You look at Goon Squad. They film with an iPhone or a Samsung. Yeah, and they get stuff doesn't matter. Four hundred thousand views in one hour. Yeah, it it doesn't matter, you guys. So I would focus so much on learn to share the story first, and then you can upgrade your equipment. I started with a crappy Sony camera that was like three hundred dollars, and then I moved up higher and higher and higher. And then you start to like we filmed part of your video on an iPhone. Yeah, it, it's as long as you're sharing a story, the the equipment won't matter, and you can film on,
1: on a potato. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, as long as it's like so, like pretty watchable, which I would say like any Android or iPhone will work, and more more than capable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're filming on like a little razor, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not.
0: I bet you you couldn't. You could be the guy that films on a razor. Yeah, that could be like your thing. I've always wanted to take a VHS recorder to Cars and Coffee like a big I'm shoulder down. one and just like Let's watch go. the footage back. I think that'd be really like funny. <laughs> you can be my, the guy who holds the boom, the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. So I found this car on at racecars for You on Instagram. They have a 2016 Porsche GT3R priced at $315,000. The car has 97 total hours on the chassis or on the car. Endurance package with cockpit lights and external light kit. Has an electric drink bottle kit and four sets of wheels with a huge spares list. This thing is a
1: beast. That thing is cool. Oh,
0: it is all black with obviously carbon fiber everywhere. Sitting on it looks like the Ysec style wheels, BBS wheels, huge front lip, crazy canards and the wing, I realistically I think is probably 8 feet wide in the back.
1: Yeah, that looks it looks like wider than the car for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is for sure. This Wait, is what's the electric drink bottle kit.
0: I think that's where uh, when you get thirsty, you just press a little button and water comes up to you. Really? Yeah, so it's like the Senna has the bottle in the middle.
1: That's Oh, cuz it's an endurance car. Yeah, this oh, is okay. going to
0: be like 24-hour Le Mans kind of stuff. Man. So this thing is beautiful. Um I would put some Hennessy in there. <laughs> get a little little buzz going. Yeah. This thing is unbelievable, man. This is a, a car I would love to buy to rip at um at Thermal or tra- you know, take it to the Nürburgring, man. I, the hood is so sick with all the louvers on it, the fenders. You know that that car would be extremely exhilarating
1: to jump into and just oh, go for thing, a rip. Thing rips. It's pretty expensive, but it's like a new new race car, basically. It only has 97 total hours on the car, so that is not much.
0: No, and I feel like these
1: cars are a million new because so much goes into them. They got to be up there, like at least half a mil.
0: I would say know? so because of the of the electronics alone, and you got to think about that transmission, and they probably built motor. You know, to handle endurance races, a car that gets ran at at not just driven but ran at full capacity yeah. for for hours.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a, anything close to what they offer on their street cars. No, nowhere. I'm sure it's just the shell, and they're like, "All right, make it look ten times better and
0: ten times faster." Yeah. Uh, Race Cars For You is an Instagram page that features all the cars for sale. I DM'd the owner, and he said he doesn't have more information on these cars. He just has them on Instagram. So I don't know if it's like a cars.com kind of thing or like a DuPont Registry-style thing where they're the middleman, but um, they post some amazing cars for sale, which I'll be featuring much more in the future of these cars. I can't wait to be able to afford this kind of stuff, man.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Facebook page 500 Horsepower Plus for yeah, sale yep. where it kind of just people pay, and he posts up their their – their build or whatever.
0: Yeah. That's a good little, uh, side hustle.
1: Yeah. Maybe I should do that.
0: Okay. We are at 21 minutes guys. We have nine minutes to talk about this subject, which is the main feature of yes. this entire podcast. Parker, thank you so much for bringing this up. How did you find
1: this car? Uh, so i f- I follow Robert Mitchell on Instagram and he is the owner from what I understand at apex Nürburgring, which is a rental car company and they also do taxi rides. So they have like, mclaren 720s uh porsche gt2 rs mr Mm. they have some insane cars a lot of BMWs. m4 uh gt3 from schirmer or schreimer i don't know how to say it i say schreimer yeah it's spelled it's spelled schirmer but i like to say i like saying schreimer schreimer is easier to say yeah i
0: think it's just more simple but i've been a fan of team schreimer for a long time i've been a fan of apex nurberg for a very long time i watch all of misha's videos misha is a youtuber out in Germany where he documents everything at the Nürburgring. If you're not familiar with the Nürburgring, it is a, I believe, seven-mile racetrack. Uh, Average lap time is probably eight to ten minutes for one lap. You think most race cars can do a lap at any other uh, racetrack, and it would only be two minutes for a full lap. This is upwards of ten minutes at a normal car, six to seven minutes with a very, very fast car. But this is a beautiful Beautiful, beautiful, E36 M3, and the key letters here, GTR. That is built by Schreimer Racing specifically for Apex. Apex, they like Parker was saying, they have a thing called these taxis. Essentially, they're F80 M3s with four bucket seats in it and a roll cage. And you hold on and you go for a lap with a professional driver. It is probably one of the most amazing experiences. I cannot wait to go there, hopefully this summer.
1: I want to go so bad.
0: It would be... Such a blast, but we're going to knock this out. I'm going to tell you guys right now the entire build list. We'll get through that, and then we'll talk about kind of a freestyle talk. But all right, this is amazing. So it's ae 36 M3. He originally was building an E90 at the time, and he switched over to this car. Uh, brand new S54 CSL engine. From BMW in the crate, brand new from the factory. Crazy. Insane. He's got money, money. Yeah, that's some serious money. Yeah. He won't leave that motor stock, though. He's going to do valve train upgrades, camshafts, carbon airbox, and their goal is to hit 415
1: horsepower all motor. Yeah, I've seen that on these S54 engines. Uh, People take the Vano's out of them, basically, and they can make a lot of power.
0: But the drivability goes away. Yeah, that airbox sounds so good. When
1: you hear one of
0: those cars coming around a turn, you don't, hear the, you don't hear the exhaust. You hear the intake. Yeah. It sounds amazing.
1: The intakes are insane.
0: Robert has owned a ton of supercars, which I just saw him do work on a Pista. I believe it is his, which is such a baller car to have. He loves building cars like this, but he likes uh, analog cars, which is great. I, I think that's how I'm going to be too. Is I'll definitely have a couple Bugattis, but I will have hundreds of BMWs that I'll be building completely. <laughs> They're currently definitely. in the process of mocking everything up for the car. Wider fenders all around in carbon fiber, carbon fiber doors, the entire side of the car is carbon bonnet, front bumper. Everything is carbon. Uh, they molded the front splitter to the bumper. Um, also, they molded the under tray to the bumper in all carbon fiber. Wow. That's baller right there.
1: That is really cool.
0: They are going to run a 10.5 rim in the front. They can fit a 315 in the rear since the body has been widened on an E36. I don't think people understand how E36s are kind of narrow.
1: Yeah, they are. They are. That You can't really fit much in them a lot of people do wide body kits on them even the m3s yeah i mean that's a lot
0: of tire. nitron suspension three-way adjustable coilovers ap racing brakes it's essentially the same brakes off their f80 m3 taxi intended to be built to be under 1200 kilos parker you want to run the calculations on that
1: 1200
0: they were going to go with a center lock conversion but they wanted to be able to swap the e88s anytime on all of his cars Wow, that is light. How much does it weigh? 2,645. Dang, 2,600 pounds for a car that has that kind of power and with that aero?
1: It's going to be insane.
0: Lexon acrylic windows. are going to go with a glass window up front only for visibility reasons. Uh, Drent 6-speed sequential gearbox pneumatic paddle shifters. which are going to be amazing. 3.0 differential. They don't know what gear ratios are going to do yet. They want to aim to have a final drive to be high enough to hit 270 kilometers an hour. Parker, what's a converted on that? You lived in London for like 53 years, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, for a year, but 270. Okay, 300 is 186. So 150? Yeah, about. Okay. They will use an overdrive system,
0: building the gearing around the Nürburgring on basically every turn. Uh, BBS E88s, gold with silver lip, carbon fiber uh, bucket seats, Recaro's. Fuel tank is going to be 90 liters, estimated up to 15 laps on one fuel tank. 15 laps on one fuel tank. That's crazy. If That's you're not huge. familiar with the Nervo Ring, like I said, it's 8 to 10 minute uh, per lap track. Exhaust is going to be fully custom built, no name brand, fully built intercom system for passenger and driver to communicate, and a full air jack system. Oh my God. What a
1: car. What a build. That's cool. I'm I'm assuming they put a huge fuel tank in there so they can kind of just do back-to-back runs with different customers that want a uh, ring lap. Yeah. And they don't have to go back to their shop to like refuel refuel and stuff. And I'm sure I don't know how long the tires will last, kind of depends what they use. Probably Pirelli's. Yeah, some sort of of like slick, I'd assume. Yeah, and they probably last a good 10 laps maybe.
0: And I don't know if it looks like an E46 CSL front bumper. I didn't see in the video, but it looks like an E46 bumper. It does. I can't tell though, but
1: the the car
0: is um, like a a matte gray. He has some arrow on the back of it. Full roll cage system. I just watched Misha's video for 20 minutes and kind of pulled all the info from there and also on Instagram. Uh, Robert has a really cool Instagram with all the builds that he's doing. Uh, The car is unbelievably clean. I I'm personally excited to hear how this sounds because they have done E92s, they've done F80s, they've even done E30s, but E36 is going to, I think, probably top this all. Even even Robert said this may be his favorite car, and I can see why, because you get to see every nut and bolt, and then they're going to see it be built into a full time
1: attack car, a Nürburgring car. Yeah, this is so inspiring too, because like, I'd love to get to the point someday to be able to have like a team of guys that would be able to build something amazing like this. I mean, this is fully custom. Like you can see even like the firewall looks like it's being all like mocked up and I don't know. It's crazy. Full cage. Everything is done up properly. Well, I mean, that's the best to be able
0: to have that much
1: freedom, that much creativity to
0: have a team of people to go, Hey, this is my envision. Let's make it happen. And I'm sure there's a budget, but regardless, being able just to do that has to be so special and they're sharing it
1: with people you know people get rides in this all the time so it's a really cool concept and it's something i wish i could do someday one day you can we both can it's just a matter of time and with
0: with robert being so open on youtube and misha filming this thank you guys we're here in california so being able to watch a video from germany and be this inspired to be this excited for a car thank you to you guys for making this video uh i'm 10 times more inspired too and there's a couple things behind the scenes working for both of us for car wise. I have my E92 M3 Parker
1: has his E92 three series and we don't know how much longer we're going to have them. Me personally, I don't, I think mine's going to be gone very soon and I'm going to be moving on to my next car. Um, I still don't want to say exactly what it is, but a lot of people have guessed it. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty obvious. P- people,
0: people know I'm going to an F80 M3. Yeah. Like that's kind of the thing I have to do. Yeah. I so. think,
1: I think you really should.
0: I think I will. We'll talk about that in the next podcast. Um, if if you want to, I'll throw up a picture right here. But I found an orange F eighty from Apex. That the fitment, the look, I I'm hooked. I'm good. The only thing I don't like about it is the sound, but I like ninety other things about it. So you can uh, make them sound
1: pretty good. The, sing, the single some, yeah. the
0: single pipe, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. But um, if anyone wants my E ninety two, hit me up in six months. Hopefully, I think by the end of summer, I got like ten more mods coming. I'm gonna do a GTS tune this week, and then I got an exhaust coming. So we'll see how I like the car for then. And then yeah. All right. Well, that's it guys. 29 minutes. I wanted to say thank you guys so much. I uh, hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. If you guys can hit the thumbs up button, hit subscribe and we'll see you next time. See you later. Peace. Thanks.